Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning. We are joined by Jeff Kowal, host of the Retirement Clinic. We are live in studio at WISN. We do this every Saturday at 10 a.m. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm good and I'm ready. I'm ready for a great show. Good. Me too. It's going to be awesome. A lot coming up, uh, as always, the sexy segment. It's a feature in the second half of the hour, wealth management, preservation, the boss segment, business owners. Uh, you are not ignored on this show. If you're a business owner, Jeff, in fact, we take extra time to explain that uh, your retirement plan, you still need one, right? It's oh, absolutely. We, we see uh, people who own businesses, and this is going to be a more difficult time. We're talking a little bit today about the new tax law. Uh, for business owners, and uh, we talked with um, a good friend from uh, Lakes Business Group, Tim Bullard, and uh, no, it's Lake Country Associates now, I think is what it's called. Yeah, he was just uh, on the show yeah, recently. And he said that businesses are moving now, that they're with higher interest rates, that and if you're close to already, and re or if you're close to retirement, and you've got this business, and that business is a big part of your um, uh, wealth, that this is a great time to be looking at that. They, so, you said they are moving? Uh, they are moving now, yes. Really? I mean, commercial real estate is different than what we do in the previous hour. Uh, well, residential. not just commercial, not just the real estate, but the businesses. The business go with itself. It. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's a whole other can of worms, right? When you talk about what is my business worth? Yeah, but Aaron addresses that with the boss minute today. And a couple of things. Art, my friend in Florida, likes to hear phone calls. So if we have people have questions about retirement planning, uh, we, Paul, you have to give out that phone number. Well, who's your friend first? Uh, let's give a shout-out. Art. Art. Yeah. Art, a big shout-out. And, okay, Art, if you want to hear calls, you can call him yourself. <laughs> yeah, there if you go. Listening on the app down in Florida, we welcome your call. Um, anybody listening to the show, you're right, Jeff, we should open up lines right now. If you've got a retirement clinic, Jeff can address that. Any question about you, are you on track? I mean, you know what the recent little bit of a downturn. Some people are looking at their plan a little bit more than maybe they should be. I know you've got advice on that. Sure. The last four or five weeks have been pretty good, though. They have. And, they uh, have. Yeah. And even the last couple of days, uh, a little surging going on. So, retirement question, 799-1130 here at WISN. It's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1130. Background on the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, starts with their website, thekowalway.com. Jeff is a chartered financial consultant, uh, of course, president of the company, an investment advisory rep, chartered life underwriter, accredited estate planner, certified financial planner, and this is kudos to you, Guys have been doing this for 30, 35 years. Yep. 35 years. This year, our anniversary. Yep. And uh, Aaron is the president now. I'm just the founder. Uh, he became president of the company. So he's worked with us since 2005. So that's what, 17 years he's been with us. So it's time. And he's well, I have to change my verbiage then. Yeah. But that, but it's great having uh, him there. Our, our, um, if you're close to already in retirement, $750,000 or more in retirement assets. Serious about your retirement planning? Yeah, we have a, uh, we are, we always act as fiduciaries. We we'll always put our clients' interests first. Uh, I'm a chartered life underwriter, or, uh, a chartered financial consultant. We have CLU, uh, CLU CFPs on, on the team. Great professionals on the team from top to bottom, and everybody in our whole firm talks retirement planning. Everyone you talk to, so uh, our, cli our client service people also know that. 
So a lot of our clients appreciate that, that they don't have to, uh, to tell everybody that they get uh, what they're calling in for to really try and educate them on what they're trying to accomplish because chances are our team already knows about it because they've been working with you. They understand retirement planning, all aspects of it, taxes, uh, the wills and trusts, all parts of it. So uh, that's why we're, we're the retirement specialists. Jeff, a lot of those staff members you speak so highly of are on the show, but they're also part of the market updates, business reports heard Monday through Friday on WISN during the Mark Belling show. Um, and then you get a full hour to talk retirement on this program. You have a new location. We'll mention that first. Heartland, uh, located right there, downtown Heartland. Right in the middle of Lake Country. It's a great location. Jim Labor is a dear friend of mine for many years, probably 40 years. And um, he has a great practice, great clients, right in the middle of Heartland, right in the middle of Lake Country. So if that's a convenient location for you, give us a call. Schedule time to get together and let's meet you out there. In addition, Waukesha, the headquarters, uh, Port Washington up in Ozaukee County, a location there, Racine, right off the freeway at Highway 20, that's easy to find, and Phoenix, Arizona as well. So as we start the show, Jeff, you talked about a, a new tax bill you wanted to uh, kind of brief us on. Well, there's all bad news about it, but it's kind <laughs> of interesting. Uh, Brian Westbury is a, a chief economist uh, at First Trust, and we like him a lot because he's usually right. Um, for the last decade plus, um, he's been right on a lot of issues. And they passed this budget bill a couple of days ago. Um, he said what's important to keep in mind is that it could have been worse, much, much worse. And I think that this bill is bad. There's no question about it. It's going to be uh, higher taxes, 87,000 more IRS agents, which is nuts. Well, you know what? That why I don't get that. They showed it. Did you see the thing on social media? People, yeah. It's the whole stadium full of fans. This is eighty-seven thousand fans. This is how many new agents the IRS. And I think there was something posted that said that they have to be uh, uh, experienced in firearms as well. So <laughs> the Jeez. new agents. So that's, I don't know if it was the joke or not, but but there are some things in here that. Uh, to keep in mind, it could be worse. Let's talk about some of those things. Uh, President Biden originally set out to raise the top, top tax rate on regular income, ordinary income, to 39.6% from 37%. That didn't happen. So that's a good thing. Good. good. Biden wanted to raise the tap, top tax rate on long-term capital gains and dividends to 39.6. So not only was he going to raise the income tax bracket to the highest, to 39.6, he was also going to raise capital gains versus the current 20%. So we've gone from 20% as a cap, to, and some are less than that, to 39. Well, that didn't happen. He wanted to get rid, in the, rid of the step-up in basis at death. Nope. That didn't happen. So step up a basis says, if you pay, if you bought a stock, you paid ten thousand for it. Now it's worth a hundred thousand. If you sell it, you have to pay tax on ninety thousand dollars. Yeah. If you die with it, your beneficiaries get to step up to a hundred thousand. So it wipes out that ninety thousand dollar gain. They, they they don't pay taxes. They don't have to pay tax. So if you have a trust, you've got two beneficiaries in it. Technically, they don't pay taxes on that? On that gain. That's right. All that gain is wiped out. It's called a step-up in basis at death. He wanted to eliminate that. He wanted people to pay taxes on that. Why would you want to punish people for saving? Well, I never the, understood that. Well, the, the, there are a lot of things. He wanted to raise the, the regular corporate tax rate to 28% versus the 
current 21%. Again, that didn't happen. So compared to what the president sought, the tax hike will, we're soon going to get is a shadow of its former self. It doesn't mean it's good for the economy. But it's better than it could have been. Than it could have been. Absolutely. Yeah, there had he things. gotten his way. And just on a couple of things, take the new 15% minimum tax on companies. That did pass. Essentially, uh, Congress is outsourcing the uh, tax policy to Financial Accounting Standards Board, FASB. Meanwhile, companies that might be affected by this tax will always find a way to avoid it. For example, by reorganizing so tax deductions are taken by far more profitable spinoffs that are going to pay taxes above the minimum anyhow. So they'll find a way to shift that. Uh, another one is the good news is that just like the 15% minimum tax, companies can adjust their behavior to avoid the new tax on buybacks by buying back their own stocks. So that's why he says, Brian Westbury says, that's why Congress is probably overestimating the revenue that the new law is going to generate. Bottom line is that this budget deal will raise spending and tax rates overall over the next decade. This is bad for the economy's long-term growth potential. But we've had much larger tax hikes in the past and survived. That's Brian Westbury from First Trust. That's his take on the new tax Yeah, law. surviving is one thing, but... Um, yeah, he says it's going to affect the growth and um, long-term growth. Yeah, this this president, the guy that can't even get his jacket on. Did you see that video this week? I did. That's pathetic. That's Jill Tread helping him. She made it worse. He, he couldn't get his sport coat on after getting off uh, Marine One, the helicopter. So she tried helping. Then his glasses fell off. Then he bent over to get his glasses. You know the guys behind him that were so serious, the Marine One. If you look closely, there's a little smirk on his face. And, well, it could happen to anybody, but it's just it seems to happen to him because, quite a bit. Yeah, because magnified because he's the president. Of course, he, every time he falls he, off his bike, it's on camera. You want to demonstrate strength, and that eh, doesn't exactly do it, does it? It doesn't demonstrate any strength to me. Uh, but you know what? That's the country we live in, and uh, all these bills that are. You know, this is why we vote, Jeff. Midterms are coming up. They're important. Well, the House, I'm, the Senate I'm, could change. I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, it's still. What Joseph Stalin said, it doesn't matter how you vote, it matters who counts the votes. And I'm not sure we've cleaned up the voting's voting yet. I so. don't think anything's changed. Right. So we we have to we have to be cautiously optimistic that things will change and uh, in the meantime, people are leaving their jobs. A lot of times if you're under fifty nine and a half, people are leaving their jobs. And if you take money out of a retirement plan before you're age 59 and a half, you have to pay a 10% federal penalty and a 3.33% state penalty. That's That's been around for a long, long time. Uh, there was a Wall Street Journal article that said to withdraw money from your IRA without a penalty, try a 72T plan, but carefully. We've been doing this for our clients for probably at least 30 years. So it's been on the books that long. In fact, what it says is that you could take money out of your retirement plan before you're age 59 and a half, but you have to do it a certain way. You have to make sure that you take substantially equal periodic payments. What does that mean? It means if you have a million-dollar account and you're under 59 and a half, to avoid the penalties, you can't take out 40000 one year, 20000 the next, nothing the next, 100000 the next. It has to be substantially equal periodic Payments. Okay. So take out. So let's say it's forty thousand dollars. You have to take out forty thousand. Well, how long do you have to take out that forty thousand dollars? If you're fifty-two, the rule says age fifty-nine and a half, five years or fifty-nine and a half, whichever is later. So, five years, fifty-nine and a half, whichever is later. So if you're taking that forty thousand dollars out and you're fifty-two, you have to do it to age fifty-nine and a half. So that's about seven and a half years. All right. 
If you're 57, five years takes you to 62. So you have to do it from 57 to 62. So there are ways to get money out of your IRAs. You've got to be very careful with that. Again, it, the government wants people to keep their money in their retirement plan and really discourages invasions of your IRAs. Well, don't we want to just keep them in there too? But if you leave, I mentioned, what if you leave your job? What if you're, you know, you're a high, let's say you're making $150,000, $200,000 a yep, year, yep. stress is getting to you, it's affecting your health, or you get let go by the company and you're 54. What do you do? You still need some income coming in. Yeah. You don't want to tap into that and just take penalties on it. So there are ways you can do it. You don't have to do the full amount. So if you have a million dollars, you could exercise 72T on 600,000 of it as an example. So take 24,000 as an example a year out. Not the full 40,000 on that part of it. But on that part of it, you have to keep it like that year after year after year till you reach age 59 and a half. So there are reasons you do it, but the reason that the rules are strict is because the government does want to encourage you to save. They don't want you to take money out. Um, so these plans come with strict rules. Any violation of the rules, this is what's, what's rough. Any violation of the rules, let's say you're three years into it, and you either mistakenly or deliberately take out an extra withdrawal from that account. They can go back. They'll charge you 10% penalty on all of it. The, you'll pay uh, on all the money that you took out from the first day, not just the current one or the amount that you're over. That could be quite the, a bit. Yes, if you've taken out for three years already, they'll go back and take plus interest. It's retroactive to distributions previ previously taken. So there are so many pitfalls that you have to be careful with how you do it. Don't try this alone. <laughs> and and it's the, if we're talking about the IRS, they just added 87 whatever thousand jobs. They'll get you. <laughs> They're going to find out. Yeah. It's going to be harder than ever to, I mean, you, you never want to skirt around the IRS rules, right, Jeff? Well, uh, but yeah, a lot my of times goodness, there's, me... there's talk of, oh, there's going to be, more, everybody's going to get audited. Yeah. 1,700 agents in Wisconsin alone. Oh, goodness. Of the 87,000 figure per capita, it's going to be 1,700 in Wisconsin. More than we have now. Oh, yeah. Crazy. I, I understand. Presumably, it's, that's double what they have now. Um, back to 72T, it is uh, considered to be a long-term commitment, so don't treat that lightly. But a lot of times, if you're making 100, let's use that example. If you're making 150000 um, you lose your job, um, you know, and you have a million dollars in a retirement plan, this could generate 40000 So if you get another job for 40000 or 60000 then you have eighty or hundred thousand dollars a year, so you don't have to take the same kind of job, um, and you can supplement it with this. But um, the last thing is that with these rules in mind, you shouldn't handcuff your entire IRA to a seventy-two T plan if you don't want or need the whole amount. The goal should be to produce the largest possible payment for the smallest possible amount. So there are different calculators that you can use to prevent mistakes when creating a seventy-two T plan. That's a Internal Revenue Code 72T, by the way. It may be advisable. Consult financial advisor like me. It does it all the time. We do that all the time with 72T and uh, all different aspects. So, again, because we're, we're retirement planning specialists, we know that this exists. And we know that sometimes people face hardships, that they lose their job or health reasons or whatever. They leave their job before age 59 and a half. We know how to maneuver that. Yeah. Um, there and, is, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, oh, traditionally no. you think, well, we're going to work into, you know, 62, 65, somewhere in there. 
you know what? When you were talking about these IRS agents, I just thought 1,700 more just in the state of Wisconsin, 87,000 or whatever nationally. The, the best Ronald Reagan quote ever, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Right. Run, if you hear that, right? So now we're going to get more knocks on our door. More phone calls. I'm with the IRS, and I'm here to help. That's right. But the, the only good thing is that with this employment situation, more people, they're going to have a hard time filling that job, just like everybody else is having trouble filling jobs. That's so, right. So good luck finding 87. Although it's a government job, so maybe that's a, that's appealing to some people. Yep, yep. They might have some waiting in queue already, ready to go. Uh, good stuff, Jeff, as as always. Um, with regards to you know the, even a 401k plan, when can you take your money out? Um, should you be taking it out? We'll address all of that coming up. And if people have questions, now would be the time to call in. Jeff can take those calls or text. Same number, 799-1130. It's that Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 799-1130. I always have a smart accountant that's going to call in and say, hey, but you forgot this. So that's specifically for IRAs. For 401k plans, a lot of times there's an exemption from age 55 to 59 and a half. For if you're 401k and if you retire between between 55 and 59 and a half, you can pull money out of your 401k without penalty. Uh, so that's just a little caveat in the 401k, not in the IRA. So, Jeff, I think we'll take a break. We're going to come back and hear from Aaron Kowal with today's boss segment. That's for business owners and their savings and their security. And like I said, if you got a question, now is the time to call in. Jeff Kowal will be here till 11 a.m. here in the Retirement Clinic every Saturday on News Talk 1130 WISN. With Jeff, I'm Paul Cronfor. Stick around. Never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the deal. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute Business Owner Savings and Security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. If you're a business owner, odds are you're pretty comfortable with risk. But one thing you simply cannot risk is proper planning for your retirement. The last thing you want to approach retirement only to discover you don't have enough to retire well. Most business owners consider their business to be their retirement plan. However, it may not account for as much as you hope. Research suggests only 20 to 30% of businesses that attempt to sell actually do. If you ask me, that's too much risk to put on the line when it comes to your retirement. So what should you do? Plan ahead. Prepare your business for sale or succession. Develop a plan B. And most importantly, work with us to ensure proper planning. We've covered planning ahead and preparing your business for sale or succession in previous segments, so I'll skip ahead to plan B. Ideally, you should start developing your plan B as early as 15 years ahead of your estimated retirement. If you're less than 15 years away, start now. What do I mean by when I say plan B? I mean starting a defined contribution plan such as a 401k or solo 401k to put away as much as you can on a tax advantage basis. At a minimum, you should contribute to a simple IRA, SEP IRA, or even a traditional IRA. If you're 50 or older, take advantage of the catch-up contributions, which will allow you to save more. I understand that, I understand that this can feel a bit overwhelming, but that's why we are here. Our advisors at Kowal Investment Group will work with you to ensure you have a strong retirement plan outside of your business. Give our office a call today at 
888-458-4040 or visit thekowalway.com. Aaron Kowal, today's boss segment on the Retirement Clinic. Welcome back to News Talk 1130 WISN. Jeff Kowal, your host from the Kowal Investment Group. Check out thekowalway.com or call us right now. Lines are open and uh, we're going to jump to a few of those and then we're going to get to some Roth conversion, the timing, the sexy segment is coming up. A lot ahead of us, including your calls. This is Tom. Tom is from Franklin. Good morning, sir. Hi, Tom. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Great. How are hey, you? Jeff, uh, great. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, I'm wondering if this would be a time to get out of the stock market and just take everything you have, just put it to cash, and wait to see what happens. Because it seemed like the stock market came up, you know, to third. I, I watched a. Uh, uh, I watched the Dow. I know they say you should watch the Standard and Poor's, but I watched the Dow, and it's getting close to where the high before. It's about thirty-four thousand as of yesterday. Would it be a good time just to get out, see what happens, and then if it stock market starts going up, get back into the market? The, you, know, you have to be right back. twice. Then you have to be right now. Let's say yeah, right. it's it's high now, and then you have to be right again. What if the market goes back up again? They say, well, should I get it now or do I wait for it to drop again? It's still going up. And then you say, wait, should I get it now or do I have to, which I wait for it to drop again? So then you have to make two decisions, uh, not only to get out now, but when to get back in. So that's nobody ever, very few people do that right. Um, I'm not optimistic about this administration, but I am more optimistic about long-term with the markets. Even if you see now, you, you, you had mentioned it, Tom, and it's a good observation. S&P 500 is a good one to follow. NASDAQ is still down probably 15% for the year, 13 to 15% for the year. So even though you see the Dow is up almost back to 35,000, the others might not be all the way back. Um, I like staying in now. You, again, I don't know what kind of percentage you have in in stocks. Uh, we can help you with that if you want to look at your allocation. I don't think it's a good idea to get out completely. I would keep some in. Even if you felt now is the time to peel some off, um, you know, and take some of the gains, some of the recovery, uh, but I wouldn't get out completely. I would still keep um, uh, probably 35 to 45% still in. If Let's say you were at 65%, it's recovered, and you want to pull it out of the market? I wouldn't. I would still keep a fair forty to fifty percent in there yet. It's emotional too, and Tom, I get it. Remember COVID when it hit? Was this two and a half now, almost three years ago? Right. Sure, I remember that. Yep. And yep. markets are down what thirty-five, forty percent. Yep. And sure. yep. had you taken that leap, nineteen days later, it was back to where it was. It was an amazing surge. You'd have missed out on. All of that. Yeah, so that would have been mistiming twice, like Jeff said. But I but I don't think you're wrong, Tom. I think we're going to see some volatility. And over the next couple of weeks, you may want to say, well, I should have gotten out. I knew I should have gotten out because it might drop. I wouldn't suggest that it's not going to drop because it could, especially over the next couple of months. But with the elections coming up and with uh, uh, Christmas and buying and uh, retail is likely to be up, you know, people still buy gifts for their kids and grandkids, regardless of inflation, regardless of the economy. Um, there, there's likely to be a Santa Claus rally at the end of the year. Um, I think it's going to be pretty good going into the end of the year. But it, uh, you're right, there might be some volatility over the next couple months. I still wouldn't bail. What, do you think okay. Wall Street's going to, if the elections turn in November midterms, if they see the House and Senate turn red, does Wall Street like that or does, doesn't it matter? Investors generally like it that it's settled. 
whether it's whether it's Democrats or Republicans. No, they, I they, think they don't like the uneasy, correct. volatile right. atmosphere. The other part of this, Paul, and you bring up a good point with the election, a divided government it minimizes what they can do to you. <laughs> Not you know they're never looking to do something for you. They're always looking to do something to you. Right, the checks and balances. And if if they can't get anything through because there is a divided government, even one branch of the government, if we if the red gets if the Republicans get the House, it could be less things that they could do to you. But. Um, Again, I so I'm not sure how big of an impact that's going to have. You kind of hope that it's more positive, just because there there could be potentially less spending. Hey, Tom, you you had a great question. Thank you for calling in today. Yeah, good call. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank, thanks for the time. Okay. Uh, the, the reason it's so good, I think it's a kind of a an example of what a lot of people are thinking right now, right? Uh, it's been a little rocky. It's been volatile. Now we see a week where it's kind of bounced back up. Like you said, the Dow's back to almost, what, 34? Yeah, it's been the last four or five weeks that it's been up. So um, uh, the markets are coming back, but they're not back all the way. And if you look at some of the other indexes, like uh, you know tech-heavy NASDAQ that has 43% of the stocks on NASDAQ are tech stocks. That's what we call tech-heavy. Um that um, that still is not recovered and may take some time to recover. So I think there's some growth there, and that's part of what the the article about. Good is this a good time to convert from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA? Another, I think this is a Wall Street Journal article. If you have an individual retirement account as part of your retirement savings, it might be a good time to consider converting to a Roth IRA. That's because your tax bill associated with such transactions tends to be lower in the down market. Um, the, first of all, the taxes on that, you, first you have to consider the upfront costs. You do, will have to pay taxes on it. So if you were going to convert thirty or $40,000 from your IRA to a Roth IRA, that's um, a taxable income for you. So you have to be aware of that. But a, a Roth IRA is a retirement account funded with after-tax dollars. That's why we say you pay the taxes up front to grow tax-free forever. Both earnings on the account and the withdrawals after age 59 and a half are tax-free. Um, they can be withdrawn without penalty, without taxes. Typically, we wait until November or December a lot of times to do conversions because you have a better sense of what your annual income will be. Uh, but you, it may make sense to move up that table. Just what Tom was saying, it, yeah, markets come back, but still lower. But you can convert a Roth IRA in parts, doing some now and some later, could make sense to do it. If the market's still down, all that growth will be tax-free. If you remember five weeks ago, I said people will call me and thank me for moving their money, uh, make contributions to a Roth 401k, uh, because all that growth will be tax-free. Right. And I think that that still makes a lot of sense. Are more and more employers adding that Roth 401k as an option? Yes, absolutely. Uh, very few don't have it now as an option. Um, but you can also convert it to a Roth. Also can help avoid taking required minimum distributions on your RMDs. Because right now, in an IRA, you have to take required minimum distributions at age 72. With the Roth, you've, since you've already paid the taxes on they really don't care. They've already gotten their pound of flesh from you. Um, so the, Several pounds. Yeah, so you a lot of flesh. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Um, and there's a five-year rule, meaning and this, this is confusing with this article. It's not exactly right. Me and once assets are converting, earn, earnings can't be used for five years without paying a steep penalty. So that's true. So, there's a five, so if you do a Roth conversion, and I don't want to get too deep in the weeds because it's best to contact us if you have any questions about it. 262-522-4040 if you have a question. Thank you very much. 
uh, you know, five-year rule, um, they say, well, I can't touch my Roth IRA for five years after I convert. Well, that's not the case. You can't touch the earnings for five years. So if you convert $100,000, say, I, what if I need that money in five years? You can take the the, the principal. Principal, you, can. you just can't take the earnings for five years. So you got to be careful with that. Um, just a mind shift on a mindset shift on taxes. Uh, the the Tax Cuts Act from 2017 are going to expire at the end of 2025. So you have a couple of years left where the tax rates are going to be lower for sure because of President Trump's tax cuts. So if you're going to do conversions, it may make sense for you to look at that uh, over the next couple of years. And the last warning is that um, it's it's likely to cause higher taxes, may push you into a higher tax bracket, so beware of that. And depending on your age, that increase in adjusted gross income could affect your Medicare premiums, uh, and they may charge you higher for, more for the for Medicare because of the conversions. You just got to be careful of those things and you see know, a professional. Until recently, I was not aware of that, that, that your Medicare premiums can fluctuate. They can go up, Jeff, right? Absolutely. If you make some income, if you make additional income, there are brackets where you have to pay a higher Medicare yep. uh, Medicare premium. Or sell properties or something like that. Yeah, it all depends on what your taxable income is going to be, and that can affect it. Now, they go back, I think it's they go back two years on that, so you do get, ultimately can get a reprieve uh, eventually. But yeah, it could cause you to pay higher income taxes and maybe more than $500 a month for your Medicare. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, so be careful with that a little bit. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. But just means that you should be aware of it. Well, in re- I, we've done this at a, as a topic. We spent an entire show talking about this, Jeff. If you do retire early, uh, and you have, and if you don't have benefits, if you're just like retiring, you got to get health care somewhere. That's right. And it tends to be very expensive. It tends to now. It's before age sixty five because this at sixty five you can go to Medicare. Yeah, but up but until you, so if I'm fifty eight, you have to plan. I, yeah, you have to plan for extra spending for those premiums for health insurance if you can get it. And for you and your spouse, that could be up there. Yes. Obamacare is always there. Yeah. <laughs> is it that Obamacare is not cheap, is it? No, it's not. Uh, if you get subsidies, yeah, it's really cheap. If you don't get subsidies, it's very pretty costly. So. Yeah, yeah. Healthcare it's, in general. It's sad that, you're, that a lot of, I have a number of clients that are adjusting their income that they take uh, to be able to get the uh, Medicare or the uh, Obamacare subsidy. Um, so you just have to play stupid Ooh. games with your health insurance, and that's not right. No, that's that's not right. Such a hassle. The, health, the whole healthcare industry right now, my goodness, went through a colonoscopy that I don't have to get into details about. Hey, please don't. <laughs> but just the red tape and the what's covered and the paperwork. Oh, goodness. Uh, and that's just one little small test. It's all it was. Yeah, let's not talk about your medical <laughs> conditions on the air, Paul. <laughs> There's a HIPAA. HIPAA's tossed out during COVID. I, remember those athletes? Oh, sure. The first athlete that got COVID, and I forget who it was now. God, that seems like 10 years ago. It was not even three years ago. He goes, what about HIPAA? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I tested positive for a virus that we don't know much about, but why is that anybody's business? Yeah. And the NFL's like, eh, we supersede that. That's right. There's a money component to it as well. That's right. All the, all the injuries are reported, right? They talk about all of that stuff. So we'll take a quick break. Hey, the sexy segment coming up next deals with how to be an executor when somebody passes away. Boy, if you want a fun topic, this is it. 
It, it's it's. Do you say that with tongue I in say cheek? It's a little bit tongue in cheek. Yes, it's it's a thankless job when you have to settle somebody's estate. We have some information on that. I also wanted to mention that Lori and Brian last night were asking me if I still pick my music, and mm. I still do. It's been twenty. 20 years we've been doing this show and we yeah. still still pick our music. You pick your music, which is generally themed or it's an artist. Today it happens to be Kenny Rogers, yeah. And for no particular reason, just figured that a lot of people that are looking at close to already in retirement might have been, might have been happy with Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Thing. Kenny so, and Dolly did some good work together yeah. back in the day. So this is Kenny Rogers. Let's enjoy it. <laughs> we'll be right back at the Retirement Clinic on WISM with Jeff Kowal. News Talk 1130 WISN's Retirement Clinic with Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group. Check out the Kowal way. And I kind of jokingly, when you said, you know, if you got questions, I I slid your number in there in the last segment. I want to give that number out. The Kowal Investment Group is at 262-522-4040. We do have to get to the wealth management preservation here. That's the sexy segment. Chris has been waiting on hold from Whitefish Bay. I want to get to her question. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Hi, Chris. Hi. My question is, at age 72, is there a required minimum distribution if my uh, my Roth IRA dollars are in the employer Roth 401k or 403b? That is a great question. Indeed, there is. So yeah, it, I'm trying to preserve my Roth dollars. Yeah, the the well, way you get around uh, that. I, yeah. Now you feel around it. <laughs> well, the way, what you can do with that is roll that out of there. Most companies will allow you to do that. Roll it out of there right. into a Roth IRA. Once you get into a Roth IRA, then you're not required to take distributions from right. it. How many years does it have to be in the self-directed uh, Roth? Twenty minutes, as far as I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think as soon as you roll it out of there, uh, there is no requirement. Like a, like a self. I mean, we did a in-service withdrawal. So if the Roth and at my company, they just started doing the Roth again. So if I if I roll it out with a um, in-service withdrawal. Then it'll be in a self-directed IRA, and I won't have to do the RMD. Yeah. Now you, you check with us. Let me give my office a call because there may be something with the time of the year. There may be some ratio, but I don't think so. I think at the end of the year, if that money is in an IRA, a Roth IRA, not a Roth four hundred one k, you're uh-huh. okay. You're good to go, and you don't have to take a required minimum distribution. That doesn't get you out of it for last year because wherever it was on twelve thirty one twenty twenty one, you still have to take that RMD if you were seventy two. Last year. Okay, I'm not 72. I'm just trying to make sure it's all out of there before yep. I'm 72, right? Yep. Get into an IRA. All out of there before I'm 70. Yeah, just a self-directed IRA. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you need help with that, let me know. Because I'm happy I, to. I I have, you know, I have some, you know, when you have to plan for your kids, not everybody has kids that can take care of themselves. Yep. So, you know, if they make me take that money out, it's ruins everything. It's very thoughtful of you. A lot of our clients want to have money left over for their kids and this particular segment is for that too. Once you've accumulated some wealth, that's a sexy segment. So 
Uh, this fits in perfectly because a lot of our clients want to preserve it, grow it, take income from it as needed, and then pass it on to their heirs. So what you're doing with that is the right thing. You don't have to take income from it. You can preserve it for your kids if that's one of the things you're trying to do. And Chris, thank you so much for the phone yeah. call. And again, if you want to follow up off the air, talk more in detail, uh, just reach out. The Colwell Investment Group, 262-522-4040. Here it is. This sexy segment. Yeah, this is. It was nice that she called because this is this is less than the sexiest segment that I've ever had. <laughs> so I'm glad that Chris well, called. At least you're admitting it. Right? Well, yeah, this segment is for uh, the show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more, and that's where it gets complicated because if you have a significant estate, uh, you're going to have to have somebody uh, uh, settle that estate for you. So serving as an executor of an estate often takes a lot of time and energy as the job comes with a laundry list of duties that includes selling, settling unpaid debts and transferring assets to the beneficiary. What's more, the job, job is often carried out at a time of emotional turmoil involving both grieving the loss of a loved one and family members staking claims on the assets of the deceased. That's the problem because you know, you've got people coming at you from all sides while you're grieving the loss of somebody. Um, and and you know, if we, we talk about it. It doesn't have to be a million dollars or $10 million. It could be 10 cents and people will be fighting over it. Uh, the, the executive's role is to be diligent, not steal from the estate, and to follow requests of the, of the uh, testator, the person who put the money into the estate. First things first, first step for executors after their appointment, whether they're just learning, they had, is to spend as much time as possible learning about the role and compiling a list of all you'll, that will need to be done. Three big things need to be done. Collect the decedent's assets, taking inventory of his or her liabilities and financial obligations, and then dividing the assets among the beneficiaries. So assets, liabilities, divide the rest. More specifically, the executor's responsibilities could entail settling debts, filing a final tax, tax return, transferring accounts to the rightful beneficiaries, and if required, disposing of the assets of the deceased. Uh, it's not necessary but beneficial for the executor to meet the family members of the, of the person who put the money in there uh, while he or she is still alive. But sometimes it happens, and sometimes you get a better view of, of, uh, of what their wishes were. Uh, you have to be willing to devote the time to it. Uh, you can. Here's a key thing that a lot of uh, executors don't remember or don't get or don't know. You could be held personally liable for losses experienced by the estate should you fail to perform executorial duties in accordance with the law. Not not ups or downs of the market. That's not it. But if you uh, if there are losses in the estate because you didn't pay taxes or something else, you close the estate and then the government comes back and says, hey, you owe money on this. It's going to be hard for you to go back to those beneficiaries and say, "Hey, you know, you're you're going to be you could be liable for that." Probate attorneys will do the brunt of the work and make the process much easier for the executor. So that makes a lot of sense. It's not uncommon for things to turn acrimonious between family members and executors. The executor must be able to deal with unpleasant interpersonal conflict. Yeah, that might be the hardest part. The yeah, ch biggest challenge. I think the best thing is, and, and this is a, a Barron's article. It says, good estate planning in advance and or decedent taking steps to make sure their desires about the personal stuff are known can minimize friction. What if you don't want to be an executor? You can resign. You don't have to be. Okay. Um, then they may appoint somebody or, um, or an attorney might be. 
an executor is generally entitled to a fee for their services. The amount he or she would receive, either a flat fee or reasonable remuneration, may be stated in the will. You, you clearly want to avoid probate at all costs, right? Jeff, we want to stay out of that? Not necessarily. If it's a smaller estate, probate helps organize it and settle it. So it's not that bad. But for the most part, people would prefer not to go to probate. It's public if you have a trust. And public avoids, record, yep. yeah. If you avoid probate, that's a better way to go, I think. And, and courts can be backlogged. It might take a while to sure. settle things. And it costs some money, right? Yep. So uh, you know, if you can avoid probate, I think that's a good thing. Probate isn't always bad. Uh, but if you can avoid it, especially if you have a significant amount of assets, it doesn't hurt you to to do a trust, make sure to avoid probate, and make sure you're not, you know, a lot of times clients will say, well, I did this will online. And a lot of times that is an election for probate. There's a so lot of gotta, stuff online. There's, yeah, you got to be careful, very careful Attorneys with that. Attorneys always talk about, be careful, right? You print that out. Well, I, I've got it online. It's fine. It's it's a valid will, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. It's a, So that's why we, we always have somebody, especially if they've done it that way, it may be valid, may be good. It's probably valid. Oh. It may be okay, but you still want to have an attorney that specializes in estate planning. Take a look at that. I do not think that was unsexy. Oh, thank you, Paul. That's that very was nice. not the old guy walking <laughs> on the beach with the Speedo on. That's that better was... than talking about your open sores. <laughs> <laughs> right. Better than my own personal colonoscopy stories yeah, that's and right. things that sad. we won't get into. We'll be uh, right back. It is time for a break. On WISN, the Retirement Clinic, Jeff Kowal, your host from the Kowal Investment Group. There we go. We're wrapping, wrapping up the show with Kenny Rogers. I, I hate to say this. I don't know if he's dead or alive. I Did wish he, I could tell you, too. I, don't, I think he's still alive. <laughs> That's horrible. I, I think, think he's I think alive. he's alive, too. Um yeah, he, the stuff he did with Dolly Parton is good. I know she's still alive. She's um, here's some trivia for you. I told you this: Miley Cyrus's godmother, and they're very close friends. That's impressive. I think that's pretty and, cool. And, and you were saying that he helped, she helped her him. Let's see, is Kenny still alive? Uh, August twenty first, March twentieth, twenty twenty, was an American singer. So apparently he's did he pass? Birthday name. I know I we should have so. done this died, before. Died March 20th he of 2020 died. at age 81. Yes, just two years ago. Okay, now we know Kenny Rogers okay. has passed. There you go. Now, to reach out to the Kowal Investment Group, 262-522-4040. Jeff, your website is great and you're on social media, thekowalway.com. That's right. Take a look at that. Again, if you're close to already in retirement, go to our website. You can schedule an initial consultation. Um, it's free, it's no obligation, and really give you a good insight on whether you're prepared for retirement or not. We manage over a billion dollars of assets for our clients who are uh, used to handling large amounts of money. Money, uh, Go online and, and let us help you with your retirement and investment planning. Market updates on WISM Monday through Friday during the Mark Belling Show. And again, the thekowalway.com for more information.